Welcome to Last Week in Gaming, where we talk about games we ran or played last week. I'm your host, Matt J. Let's get started. Last Week in Gaming and the Diceology Podcast and the 211 Show are made possible by listeners like you. Support my dream hustle at patreon.com, MadJ0, all letters. Let's make this our regular thing. So last week I did a panel called Fresh Starts for Big Bad Con, uh, Big Bad Con Online. I did that with Lowell Francis from The Gauntlet and Rich Rogers of Plus One Forward fame. They got online Twitch. They got on Twitch with me at 6 a.m. Saturday morning Central Time. That's how you know you got good friends. We talked about starting new games with new groups, the focus being online play and long-term games. Uh, Both Rich and Lowell have a stupid amount of game experience under their belts, being that uh, they run games through the gauntlet um, weekly. So that was a good time. You can still catch that VOD on Twitch TV, Big Bad Con, along with a bunch of other fantastic panels that Big Bad Con ran that weekend. We've got three sessions in the books for Vina and the King of Nothing, and then uh, we spent some time talking about the game so far, the three sessions, the good, the bad, what she thought about uh, the game so far, and she's still in. I couldn't, I couldn't persuade her to to something else. Uh, she still wants to play. So I'm thinking we're moving on to subsystems like Duel of Wits or Bloody Verses. I'll keep both in mind and see how the situation in our fourth session develops. I started a Twilight 2000 limited series. Uh, let me back up. Gauntlet Con Open Gaming, two open gaming events ago, I ran Twilight 2000 and had four folks show up and we played and it was fantastic. Of those folks, uh, some of them I have played with before at Origins, uh, some I know through the Gauntlet and we're, we're virtual friends. Fast forward to the last Gauntlet Con Open Gaming weekend and uh, lo and behold, these guys got together and we scheduled a Twilight 2000 game for Gauntlet Con Open. And that game is now a three or four session of Twilight 2000. Uh, the big ask from these guys was, uh, we just we just want to shoot some shit up. And so uh, we did a little fictional bridging this weekend from the last session to our current game. And, uh, and I, I threw out a new situation. I was hoping to get them quickly into a firefight. Um, they're investigating a, a helicopter crash that they witnessed, uh, but were about a day's journey away. So I stole the engagement role from Blades in the Dark to kick the game off with uh, to see how they enter that crash site. Because they're not going to be the only ones there in that commercial block where these two planes went down. Um, it was about two... And a half hours of tense cat and mouse actions. No shots uh, were fired by the PCs. There was a little NPC, NPC action happening as I tried to uh, justify NPC recon rolls so I can spot some of the PCs and try to rattle their cages into a firefight. Uh, But they played it smart. Uh, Twilight 2000 has some neat... um, easy to get your head around mechanics with some nuances. Um, 
but not super deep tactical stuff. Uh, something as simple as being able to exchange your initiative slot with other players as long as the characters can communicate. Um, they did a lot of that uh, in this first session uh, as they maneuvered around the block to investigate one of the crash sites, and that was super helpful. Um, so I'm looking forward to our next session, which I don't, I can't see how we can get through this next session without some bullets. So we'll see what, we'll see how that goes. We did, I did character generation for my friend Brendan. We're going to play Delta Green. How is it no one has ever told me to look at this game, pick this game up, run with this game? I knew about it. I knew it was out there. Maybe I dismissed it because it's a percentile based game. And I got baggage, I got trauma, and so, yeah, I don't know, I should have picked this up a long time ago. Brendan is going to play an online blogger, uh, a media journalist that investigates weird true crimes. In Delta Green, you have bonds and then you have motivations. I'm just going to read these off because they're fantastic, and I can't wait to see what we do with this stuff. I think we decided his character has not yet been recruited. And I have some thoughts about that. Uh, I think we're going to play through his inadvertent recruitment. So um, his bonds are he's got a best friend, Guillermo Montero, a video web guru, business partner on Feeling a Little Green, like Barfy. That's their online video and story website. He's got a bond with The Bloody Hands, a true crime enthusiast group. He's got a semi-estranged teenage son, Ezekiel. And a Jewish psychiatrist, Dr. Bridget Stein. His motivations are to make more money so I can see my son more. His ex-wife's new husband makes a lot more money and he just couch surfs. To prove to the world I'm not crazy about working on this stuff. To manage or cure the phantom pain in my missing left hand. He was born without a hand. Help Guillermo get his family out of Venezuela. Visa, Coyote, I don't even know. Find out if there is a God, because he just doesn't see it. He's lost faith, but he's hungry for the supernatural. That's his character. He named it. I didn't put it in here, so I don't I don't remember what the name of his character is. Uh, but we're playing this, and I'm, I'm super, super excited. All we're running with is the core agent's handbook and the handler's guide. And what's fantastic to me, I'm going to rant on about this, is... Most of the, all the rules are in the agent's guide, and that's not that thick. The handler's guide is all history and setting, and my god, it is fantastic, right? I think the difference here, we talk about big setting games, is there are plenty of places in here where they tell you, or where they, there are plenty of places in the book where they give you permission to uh, jump out the window with whatever you got here, right? Uh, it's not, core, you can't change, you can't do anything with this stuff. It's all made up, right? Uh, and it's laid out alongside of a real history timeline. And uh, it's, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. For, yeah, for some odd reason, I feel good about grabbing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, some of these things, and running with it, and not absorbing the whole book so I can um, do the setting justice, I guess. I'm running with the friction between the two Delta Green groups, the OG group and 
the current group or the program and the outlaws. I want to play around with that. That seems interesting to me. I don't know what the primary or the core mission or Night at the Opera is yet. We're going to play to find out. So I'm excited, if you can't tell. I finished Superman and the Authority, number four. Uh, It's a limited run. Um, It was a good series. Uh, I'm a little sad for a couple of reasons, but I would read it all over again. The strongest of the four certainly was the first issue. I think issue number four kind of ties things up and gives you a nice bow. And you get to see some cool things uh, that were nice for me. I still got questions about Superman. I don't know who is this guy, right? He's not the Superman I remember. Um, He's got a ragtag team now. I don't want to give any spoilers away. And um, they ride off into the sunset, right? Um, So I don't know what's going on at DC at the business level, right? Maybe they're making room for the next generation, the reboot of things, um, new material. And they're moving, they're wrapping up. Superman and uh, moving him to the background. I don't know. Um, But I want more of what's going on with Superman's main problems, not this team he set up. So uh, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I don't know that I will follow the story across different other issues, uh, but that is it, right? Superman the Authority was four issues and it's done. I'm looking at my collection of superhero games and almost have given up being able to play all of them uh, one more time, right? To run through them, touch them, play them, get them on the table, see what they're about. And my thought was, man, I'm being silly. I can do limited runs and play through as many of these as I've got the energy for. And so I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about what am I going to start with and do like a four-session run or five-session run. and play through some of these. So Superman and Authority got me there. And uh, it's a good read. Like I said, I have a lot of questions about this Superman, who is unlike the Supermans I've I've grown accustomed to. So we're uh, still working out if we like new Kill Team or last year's Kill Team. We've got some games to play. Games Workshop, if you don't know, they had a skirmish game, kind of a hack of their 40K rules called Kill Team, and it enjoyed a good amount of success, so much so that last year they broke off a box set of Kill Team for the first time instead of just having, here's some pages or PDF of some rules for this hack of a game. Here's a box set, and get crazy. Uh, This year they made Kill Team its own game, so it's not even a hack of the 40K game line. Uh, It's its own thing. And talking with my son, uh, we talked about just because there's a new version of a thing doesn't mean we have to stop playing and burn the old one. So my thought is we will play a couple of matches or a couple of campaigns between the two, decide which one we're going to double down on and run with that. What is nice is that the minis are the minis are the minis. And so we don't have to give up the minis or the terrain, but... Uh, I can't see us running with both sets of rules. We're also looking at, we picked up Fallout by Modifius, and uh, that'll be the next game after Lancer that we jump into playing. So we're looking through that right now. I've got a little debt punk play under my belt. I hacked Apocalypse World a little bit 
to do some small scale testing, right? I want to see where the fun is, where the interesting stuff is, where people gravitate to. If I skin Apocalypse World a little bit for Dead Punk. And of course, you always get that one player. Can I play X? And in this case, they wanted to be an alien. So out of that, uh, we have indentured Xenos, IXs or Xs, nines. Both are derogatory terms for these aliens. These folks are usually found on expeditions through this alien gate construct where most of the jobs take place. And they're likely the last of their kind. Every world, every system explored so far through this gate has been a dead one. And there are no answers as to why or anything. Uh, these aliens get no escape from debt, right? Uh, because they've been rescued, uh, that cost, and that goes on their debt. Uh, if they have any special requirements for diet, environment, uh, any of those things, that's probably part of their debt. And I think they may have some specialties or some skills or some knowledge that is tradable uh, for them to pay down this debt, right? But that also means I need to make a playbook for indentured Xenos so, or Ixes. So that's dead punk. That's, uh, I need to stop messing around and stop being a chicken about finishing the playbooks, getting them playtest ready and playtest with the real thing instead of hacking and uh, messing around with Apocalypse World. Um, I feel like that's me procrastinating. And because uh, uh, there's, some, there's some fear there. There's some fear. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, all those things. Some embarrassment. Right? I made a thing and then I'm sharing it. And I'm a little embarrassed that I'm a grown-ass man with some pretend stuff. Right? All those things. And I just need to finish it. Put it on the table. And get some play. Some feedback. And get in that cycle. And I feel like I've been dragging my feet on that. Up next for me, I'm prepping for a new group. We're all going to learn White Hack. We've had some interest. There's a lot of talk on the Indie Game Reading Club about White Hack. So we're, we're jumping in this week. Brand new. We'll do a meet and greet so we get, we get used to playing, talking, interacting with each other. And then session zero. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Pirates of Drenax and the One Ring return this week. Uh, it's been on a little bit of a break. Real life kicking uh, my butt and other people's butts. The monthly hustle game for my Patreon will be Forbidden Lands. Um, I'm hoping to get two sessions in uh, through Foundry. So that didn't work out uh, early October, but November's wide open and I'm ready to go. So let me know what you're playing, what you're prepping, what you're excited about. You can reach me on Twitter at MadJZero or at GoDiceology. Let's make this our regular thing. That's my show. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, questions about this episode to me. I'm on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters. Or send it to Twitter at GoDiceology. And you know, subscribe, rate, and like. Let's make this our regular thing.